Welcome to the youth political podcast that is Politbubble, where this week, well, it's the political summer. I'm Oliver, and as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Archibald. Well, I must say, we've said it's a political summer, but it isn't really looking that summery today. It's quite cloudy, grey, it's supposed to rain the next two days, but you know, we've had a lovely... Uh, past couple of weeks enjoying uh, the lovely sunny Isle of Man, I must say. Yes, no, I think I think we're in need of some rain at the moment. You want you want the summer summer to go away, there, Oliver. What's well, a shame. Well, no, I think he'll be back next week. I think he's just going to have a few few overcast days yes. ahead of us. M- most likely, most likely. Uh, yeah. So, um, it's the last episode of the season. We'll be we will be back. Don't worry. In September, uh, in the lovely lead up to the next general election. But we're absolutely very much looking forward to that. Um, yeah. Is. Wow. Nine episodes, and this is my first ever series, and I've done nine episodes. It's yeah. gone so quickly. I do have to say, but it's been most enjoyable. And I hope if you've been watching this, that you've. Uh, You've really enjoyed watching this as well, because uh, I've definitely done so. But and if you have any suggestions for the new season of things, topics that you'd like us to discuss, then please do let us know. You can get in contact with us at uh, politibabble at uh, gmail.com. I think I've got that right. So yeah, um, it, it's been it's been a it's been a great series. But I feel like we've got a lot more under our belts. Um, that we've covered and or a lot more to discuss um so i've really enjoyed it um so yeah um we're about to go on our summer break are you looking for have you got many plans well, for, for your well, summer well, well, oliver it is our it is our summer a summer recess uh after all so yes i do i do kind of have, have to i i am uh required i think uh by virtue of it being our lovely summer holidays to play this Absolute tune. Exactly, exactly. I couldn't resist. Absolute classic. Couldn't resist. Couldn't resist. Yes, we are. We are heading over to our lovely summer holidays and our summer recess, just as like many parliaments all across the world uh, do. Uh, even though we're not a parliament, we're a podcast, but we're taking that summer recess anyway. Yes, uh, yes. definitely. Uh, always nice to have some time off. So, yeah, most parliaments across the world will have a summer recess, mm-hmm. generally between, like, July and September, more late July in the case of the UK in September. Mm-hmm. And that really gives politicians time to catch up on their constituency work. Some just see it as a uh, jolly, uh, like, the general public might see it as a jolly to, like, go off, have some fun. But lots of them do actually work over the summer. Yeah, I don't... And I think that's, like, for for many jobs that, you know... It's the same for teaching and stuff is that not many people take a break over that time yeah they take they take a, a, yeah, a yeah. step back i mean the they're not in the workplace well, so, some some politicians yeah. just go ah that's me off for the summer that's me down on, on to recess and then they usually have the party conferences towards the end it's in the uk generally yeah but other countries they generally just they have time off uh so it's, it's quite a nice job really to have uh, as, a, as an mp you, you get your uh you know your Holidays, you get your six sum- six recesses during the year. You get your Christmas recess, your mm-hmm. summer recess, Easter recess. Easter re- yeah, yeah. It's all of these. So does what would we say? Is it it's running from like um, July twenty second to um, sometime in late late September? It's quite a long long break, isn't it? Yeah, well, like I was saying, you know, it's it's, it's some people decide to take a step back, some people don't. So I don't know whether they should have you know sort of a a shorter break i mean you know it's it's up to someone's choice whether they want to 
carry on with their work or or not um it's up to them i mean uh but like you say the con the constituency work still carries on people still have issues that they want sorting out um yeah no i i think it is quite a long time do you, quite a considerable amount of time maybe they should just have two more maybe a period around christmas where it's uh, a bit longer and then pull back the time around the summer but they are they are actually um uh not required to do any work at the no summer. they're no yeah so, they're, so, so, they're not required yeah. but some do choose you know yeah. so it, it you know if you're not required then you know it's it's, it's, it's what it's, you want to do, isn't it? So, yeah. so technically, it is actually possible for them, an MP, to do nothing for 11 weeks. They have 11 weeks off fully paid. Uh, wow. Which is quite a lot. If you consider the usual job, maybe has like 26 uh, paid paid leave over a whole year. Uh, but we have, uh, obviously, MPs, they get 76 days summer recess. Which, you know, I think it's perfectly fair. They do a hard job anyway. No, they but do. But it, yeah, it, yeah. it is quite a long job and people have, I think maybe on the left they've criticised it more. Uh, I think Chris Mullen was uh, one of the Labour MPs. There was quite quite uh, vocally critical of it. But again, if we're looking at some people, may want to introduce a four day week. So you just balance it out. So I'd rather work a five day week and have an eleven week recess in the summer. I'm well, not sure about you. I, I mean, it, it, I'm not too sure. I, I quite like the idea of a four day week. But then people probably make the four-day week something like nine o'clock in the morning till six in the evening or something. You know, I prefer sort of maybe shorter days or start. I I, I prefer to maybe start early and get things out of the way. Um, but it is it is a long time. It is a long mm. time. But you know, we're taking our, our summer recess all of us. Yes, so we, because, we can't complain because we need the break as well, we guys. Do, so. and it's very very hard work here. <laughs> and rest assured, uh, we will be doing stuff. I suppose we we got some, yeah yeah we're we're producing a radio programs so that will come yes. out yes if yeah, yeah especially if you're interested in uh, Isle of Man politics and you watch this then look out for the start of September we've got a a program coming out called Youth in Election which should Indeed. be out early September but um yeah we we thought we t- the reason why we thought we'd take a break is we've got you know other other things very to focus on we're, we're very we're, very we're, busy people yes. very important we've got much yeah. more stuff to do of course yeah but yes. no um because we, we want us to come back in September fresh bringing new ideas to the podcast and um lots more topics and um I'm sure you want that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and focusing in on um, building up to the Alaman general election, which me and Archie are very much looking forward to. And obviously we've got Indeed. our campaign yeah. slash organisation group going on to help uh, increase uh, voter term- turnout amongst the youth called Youth Vote I Am. Yes. So we're working on that as well. But we thought we'll take a very well-deserved break Indeed. for the summer. So without further ado, we move on to the best part of the week, which is our current affairs with Oliver. So, Oliver, what's happening? Well, COVID's still in the spotlight here on the Isle of Man. There is, uh, I think, approaching 2,500 cases. I haven't looked at the most recent update. I shall do so now. Um, and the lateral flow tests are still in high demand. Bearing in mind, in April, the health minister said that they were unnecessary. Um... What else has been going on? Not an awful lot apart from COVID, but we found out that there's been a £100,000 bill for Comin for media training. 
So that's quite a substantial amount of money. Ah, we have media training, Oliver. We should be cashing in on this government government media training. I, I do Where have is to. It? Where is I it? do have to say, I've, I don't know about you, but I've never had any media training in my life. So. <laughs> Oh, well, I have, but you know we can yeah, ignore that. But I think it's it's fascinating. They they spend a hundred thousand uh, over five years on media training, and yet these are politicians who've been in for over terms. So surely they would have some sort of public relations experience. Or you think there's there's already a government in-house team on media, which there is. There's a communications division, which is about six people in the cabinet office. Do you think they'd be able to do some in-house training, and you wouldn't have to then pay a uh, hundred thousand pounds? Yeah, you would think that they would, they would have someone that that could do that. You know, that is their could hire their job. Two more MHKs for that money. I mean, yeah, no, you could definitely. Yeah. Uh, an- another thing that I forgot to discuss was there's been a lot of um, oh, how can I put this? Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself. So that on social media, there's been a lot. The police have been publishing about uh, young people jumping into harbors. The way I was going to go with this is oh, yes. that. Uh, people are saying um, that young people don't have enough to do on the island. So, um, I think it's do, fair, do you fair do you believe? Well, and people actually, say people say that. So the reason why I went on this is because the police have said that the parts of piers around the island have been sectioned off to stop young people jumping in, um, which I thinks fair enough in some cases because at the moment there's a lot of uh, marine traffic, and it is quite dangerous because unless you get know that the tide is at its highest point or is quite high. Then and also you don't know what's underneath the surface. You don't know that something's not floated in, and you know. You can... Sa- safety wise, makes perfect sense. And uh, they're interestingly, they've, they've now made people more aware. I had no idea of this before, like last week. There's actually a five thousand pound fine, maximum fine, for jumping into a harbour, and also swimming and in swimming harbors. in a harbour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's just that thing. Uh, I, I know the police are doing currently like sort of consultations mm. around. Um, the public uh, neighbourhood areas, so like Peel, Port Aaron, Castletown, Ramsey, on uh, neighbourhood policing. And I saw a statement last night from one of the MHKs who's saying, well, no, the police are looking into uh, maybe creating or advertising a safe place mm. to go, which is safe. Uh, but it's, it, is a, it is a thing that lots of young people... There, there's a lot for young people to do on the Isle of Man. Uh, if they get involved in sort of clubs and stuff, but you know places places to go outside of arranged things, there there isn't a lot to do. You know, in sort of um, they're outside organised events. So yeah, that that was just a, a main thing. It is dangerous, so uh, I wouldn't advise doing it. But um, exists and, and you know, yeah, but it but it is that thing that young and and so what I was trying to say do you have was to do Oliver. There we are. Uh, yes, I I believe See, so. And yeah. you're a young person, therefore there's plenty of stuff yes, for young people but, to but, do. But um, people are <laughs> people have been putting on on social media yes, yes. police spoiling kids' fun. The kids are only trying to have fun, which I do agree. It's getting kids outside. It's getting them off their devices and stuff. But it's, it's, so. it's, the thing is that they don't realize the unknown risks. It's basically your kids have fun. And they could become paralysed for love. They, they don't, yeah, no, they, they don't no, add that yeah, part in. Yeah, but yeah. people are saying Look, there's risk with everything, which is true. But um, you d- it is it is quite a high risk thing to do. Anyway, moving on to sort of, I'm not going to go into a particular topic. I'm just going to get your thoughts and sort of my thoughts on the current COVID situation on the island because I think that's quite a broad term and you can go to quite a lot of things at the moment. But clearly with the way that government have changed their regulations, which means that 
uh, under 12s when coming back to the island don't have to be tested and won't be vaccinated. I, I think I think I think personally this is ridiculous. Rid- rid- it's quite ridiculous because un- uh, 12 to 17 year olds also can't be vaccinated currently. Yes, currently. They can't, they can't, they currently it, can't we, be vaccinated. We, we, we do predict that things are going to change, hopefully. It may, may change, but currently they can't. And we have to accept, mm-hmm. well, currently there's not saying they will in future. Currently they can't at all. But under 12s now don't get tested. Under 12s are most, uh, just as likely to spread it as 15, 16 year olds who also can't get the vaccine. Yeah. And it's a very, again, this is age discrimination. I no, think, I think there, there, yeah, could, yeah, yeah. there could potentially be, I think there were people looking to bring a, a suit against the government kind yeah. of breaching but, uh, the Equality Act. But well, it's true. Mm. And the same people, the people are very passionate about the borders. But but like David Ashford and Howard Quayle have said, is it's not going to be like this forever. That They're putting this in place to, to be safe. But the way the government is currently responding to COVID uh, is that I, I believe that there's not enough mitigations put in place. I do believe that we, we, we should be starting to live with the virus a bit more. But... Uh, we don't need loads of mitigations. We just need slight ones. So maybe masks on public transport, maybe. And but people like the the government have defended the mask situation and saying, well, um, no, I, I think I think I think it's, 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 we can't it's we fair. can't make it mandatory. It's it, hard to police, yeah. but mm-hmm. it it's not hard to police when you're only doing it in specific scenarios. Yes, if you go outside and you know, everyone has to be wearing masks, whatever you do, well, that's not ideal. It's not practical. I, I, but I think there, 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 there is there is a there is a point where um, we we do have to learn as to live with the virus and li- living with the virus. We we masks they they have they have their use. And if you had the virus and you wear a mask, you are unlikely to spread it. But if you don't have the virus, it doesn't really protect you from anything. And yes, it does reduce if you had it from transmitting it. But as as we see currently, we have two thousand five hundred cases and six people unfortunately in hospital. But if we looked back to I think Mar April was a good point. Eight hundred fifty cases. Eight hundred fifty cases and twenty six in hospital. Yes. So there's quite there's there's not such a need now. I think if we do roll out the vaccination again, if we roll it out to the young age groups which have been approved by the uh, MHRA, then not, we then, not the JCVI not the, the, not the, 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 the not yeah. the they decide the vaccine rollout, but the regulator has approved yeah. vaccine, so we would in theory get carbon indemnity. And yet that 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 I think would would be better. But again, it's all speculation. We, yeah. we're not. But, but Alaman government, here. same with a lot of things, only want to base the their their policy off other jurisdictions and how they've done. Um, and they always say, well, we're going to do things differently. It's like, you know, we're going to do things differently to Guernsey, uh, Guernsey, Jersey. And then, you know, but it, it's just like... They're not, they're not consistent. I no. Think that's, that's um, but yes, currently, obviously, the lateral flow tests are in very much high demand. I do think that, um, that they're, they're a great item, that they're a great, great thing. But um, we, if you don't... If you don't have symptoms and you haven't been in someone with close close contact to someone that has got COVID, then then we don't re- because we can't depend on every day of our life testing with a lateral flow test. It, you oh, know, we 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 could we could, but as, as, you, people... as, you, as you said to me, Oliver, no, no test, no case. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, we, that's obviously in a jovial sense, but we we can't be expected to test every single if, day. Yeah, and it, it, and it's, or it's not, it's not practical that the more people we keep putting into isolation. I mean, the two thousand five hundred people, a lot of them are considerable amount of young people, and currently there's a lot mm. of young people helping keep up businesses on the Isle of Man. Well, yes, the, the going. Thing is, the thing is, we can't we can't live forever with having two thousand five hundred people 
in isolation. It's, it's a large percentage of our population. We live on a small island, and it's not getting all those with cases in isolation. Yeah, I mean, currently... Um... Mm. I mean, I know we've been we've been bouncing around on what we're discussing here, but that was my whole point. But currently, there's about one in nine people aged 15 to 24 mm. will have coronavirus, and it's probably it's probably actually less than one in nine. It, it probably yeah, is yeah. around one in nine, mm. and one in about 37 people of any age do have coronavirus on the Isle of Man. So mm. that's quite a scary statistic. But it's a self, I feel self isolation has continued though yeah. in the UK. We see the UK faces times this. Uh, what's called it, like a pandemic because they have the NHS app. Yeah. Lots, I think, uh, last week, there's a record 650,000 mm. people being told to self-isolate. Whether they all follow it now and lots of people uninstalled the app in the UK because they're like, I don't want to isolate because they've tested negative on all the tests. You'd saw, I heard someone call into Radio 4 the other day. They tested negative on all their tests, but they've still been required to self-isolate. All their friends who they've been with all weren't told to self-isolate. And they'd obviously just pass this person in the street. And yeah. They, they but, app had decided. But like we say, this 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 virus is very, it is, it's not a very nice thing to have. And, uh, no, no. and it is, it, you know, I, I do, do want to say, uh, anyone that's sort of battling with the virus at the moment and, or is in hospital, uh, I wish you a full and speedy recovery because you've got issues at the moment, such as long COVID, which is causing serious health implications amongst everyone. Uh, and, and young people at the moment are, are on the island are really being affected by it. So, you know, uh, I do pass on my uh, best wishes to, to anyone because uh, it's it's not a nice thing. And um, hopefully the further we go, we'll have a lot more research. And, and, and if it, people need to... It's it's about personal choice, isn't it? Now we've, yes, we've sort of yes, discovered, yes. but um, you know, I, I I do have to say that we need, we do need to still be careful. Um, hmm. yeah. yeah, I suppose I, I are less on caution than you on this case, Oliver. But you know, there there we go. Well, moving on to some international news. Obviously, uh, fr- interestingly, France has now required all healthcare workers to get vaccinate vaccine by September the fifteenth, and a health pass is then required for restaurants, trains, and airplanes. There's some uh, flash flooding in London, uh, which is quite shocking. We saw the London had record temperatures last week, and now they've faced massive, massive flooding. That's more of a lead on to climate change. Uh, and the Olympics has also started. And there's a brilliant Boris clip, which I think I can actually play out the, the clip that Boris shared. Uh, it's, 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 it's the... Uh... Hello, everybody. Can you hear me? Come. This is, this is UK calling Tokyo. <laughs> Oh. We can hear you loud and clear, Prime Minister. Yeah, uh, I'm calling Team GB. That's my favourite card. It's oh. the Team GB. Uh, that, that's how oh, he pronounces it. He is most hilarious. Uh, uh, Boris has some absolutely excellent, um, excellent acronyms he comes out with. He, he has the obviously the beautiful new uh, blue uh, British passports. Or we have even... Uh, the vegan sausage rolls. Vegan. Uh, and now it's the yeah. Team GB. Uh, Funny enough, yeah. that was on... Uh, Lead, it was in a radio station as well, wasn't it? Uh, was it? Leading Britain in conversation. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, oh yeah, uh, LBC. Have, uh, yeah, uh, um, the London broadcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> leading Britain in conversation is their motto. Oh, oh is it? Sorry, yes, I, yes. yeah, yes. N- not not too familiar. Indeed, um, but he comes out with some absolutely brilliant. And he was vegan sausage rolls. Indeed. So yes, I thought I'd play that. It's very hilarious. The uh, uh, team GB GB. That's how. Roughly, that's roughly what how it goes. So, yeah, uh, interesting. Do you think that France should be requiring all healthcare workers to get a vaccine? Um, mandating, ma- mandating vaccine. Uh. I think it should be very strongly encouraged, but 
um, it's again about personal choice mm. and well, you know, it's if you're, my your body, beliefs, my choice. Yeah, uh, interestingly, yeah. if we apply that, we see uh, obviously it makes sense. And we have look, if you look if you look at women's rights, they push for my body, my choice. And then you have the same people uh, in different, not everyone, not everyone fighting for that cause, but you have different people there who then say, my body, my choice, uh, but yes, you must get the vaccine, otherwise you'll be irresponsible. So you, yeah. you're having those two sides no, of the very conflict. I think it just needs to be, a, a, I just think people need to make a very informed decision about, mm. you know, what. Obviously, I'd say get the vaccine. Yeah. But if it was mandated me the vaccine, I would then probably, interestingly, I'd be very stubborn and say, no, I'm not getting this because you're <laughs> mandating me, purely because I believe in the fundamental principle it is my freedom to choose. Certainly uh, is. Yeah. Uh, but the flash flooding in London was quite shocking. Um, did you yeah, see those pictures? I, I saw a video. Uh, DLR station was completely, <laughs> just, you saw the, the water just flowed in. I saw uh, a video and, was, and it was, it, yeah, it was, I think it was like someone's flat or mm. sort of, oh, wow, scary. Mm. Yeah. Scary what happens. Well, this is climate change, people. Climate change. But anyway, we can move no, on to it's our. No, it's not. Our, our, I, I deny this is totally not. I'm climate. sorry. I, I've got. I've got to have to cut you off there, Oliver. Uh, we can't have climate change denial on, the, on this podcast, <laughs> can we? Uh, so absolutely yeah. not. So, so we move on to our recommendations. Last recommendations this season. So. I hope you have something good, Oliver. I hope you have all three there uh, ready. You can anyway, see from. Anyway. You can see. No. So yes. The aeroplane has taken off and we do face our recommendations. So Oliver, what brilliant three recommendations in reading, listening and watching do you have for us this week? Well, (laughs) (laughs) I mainly do have watching. Ah, very good. Uh, There's not very much in my uh, reading and listening inbox at the moment, but watching, there is a tremendous world global sporting event on. Is there? I had no idea. Which is, it was on on the uh, TV earlier, which was the Olympics. Mm, Uh, I was watching a bit of it yesterday, very interesting. They had, I think for the first time in a very long time, it's quite a bizarre thing. I'm just going off on a bit of a tangent here, but they had uh, a false start in the the men's triathlon. Did they? Yeah, for some reason, the boat that, like, leads the swimmers out was literally right in front of all the swimmers where they were going to dive in. I was also then watching um, the uh, men's mountain biking race. That was well, really good. There's some extreme heat there. Yeah, the no, they, well. were t- they were saying about coping with some of the um, the triathletes as well, coping with the heat. Uh, yeah, but no, g- generally do watch it. That's my recommendation, recommendation for this week because it's on till I think the middle of August. So watch it. Yeah, that's all I've got to say. I could talk a lot more, but there you go. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm going re- to recommend, I can't recommend watching, so together between us, we have three. Uh, so I have, do we? Uh, read it, I, can't, I don't oh, have anything to watch. Right, oh, right, oh, right. So oh, read really? it, I recommend Under the Wig by William Clegg, it's fascinating, he's very, very leading, uh, leading uh, QC uh, in the UK, Queen, uh, Queen's Council uh, barrister All in right. the UK, it's a br- brilliant written book, very, very quite funny. Uh, and very very interesting to inside of some court cases and then listening wise there's a brilliant new BBC sound, I don't know if new but new, just... new I've listened to it BBC Sounds podcast called The Fake Heiress which I, need is related. To, I need to get on that BBC you Sounds do. I it's do very every good. week yeah. there's something that makes me want to do exactly yeah. uh, so, uh, <laughs> and it's all about the fake heiress uh, Anna De- Delvey if you've heard of her she was in New York the, social, uh, the fake socialite who came to be a German heiress and she like defrauded millions out of uh, different people it's, it's quite fascinating she's now uh, I can't remember what happened to her afterwards not got there yet in the podcast but yes I do recommend that uh, for this week so yes that does um, 
that concludes uh, for the twelve for this season. It's been, Yay! It's, it's, it's summertime. It's, it's, it's been ra- it's been rather good, hasn't it? It has. Yeah, we're yes. very much yes. looking forward to our summer. Now, I'm I'm a little bit sad that we departing, but we're looking forward to to uh, September very much. Yes. So, um, join us. You can join us after our summer recess uh, in the lead up to the Manx general election. For yet more discussions about the events of today and breaking down some politics. So do stay tuned. And if you want to listen to some back episodes, you can find them on manxradio.com forward slash podcast forward slash politibabble. That's manxradio.com forward slash podcast forward slash politibabble. And if you do want to engage with some political debates for any reason, do get in touch with either Oliver or I. You can find us uh, obviously through the uh, at politibabble account on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, or emails on uh, politibabble babble.com at gmail.com that's pittababble.com at gmail.com and we'll be more than happy to engage absolutely you've been politibabbled see you have a nice summer